The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to take a moment to welcome U.S. military personnel who are tuning in on the Internet today. Thank you for being with us again. My guest this hour is attorney, actor, and former senator from Tennessee, Mr. Fred Thompson. Thompson played a key role in the Senate's Watergate investigation, and in just a moment, he'll be joining us to talk about how current investigations into what happened in Benghazi as well as overreach by the IRS, must be handled to make certain the truth comes out. But before Mr. Thompson joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little bit about his background. Freddie Dalton Thompson was born in Sheffield, Alabama, and as a youth, attended the public school system in Tennessee, where his first jobs included working for the local post office and the Murray Bike Plant. He earned two undergraduate degrees from the University of Memphis and later his law degree from Vanderbilt. Thompson was admitted to the State Bar of Tennessee in 1967. Within two years, Thompson began work as assistant U.S. attorney, a position he held until 1972 when he was charged with managing the re-election campaign for Senator Howard Baker. Then in 1973, he was appointed minority counsel to the Senate Watergate Committee, a turning point in Thompson's career. He made such an indelible mark during that investigation that he was also later asked to serve as the special counsel to the Foreign Relations Committee, special counsel to the Senate Intelligence Committee, and member of the appellate court nominating commission for the state of Tennessee. And somehow, between all of these appointments, Thompson managed to maintain his practice as an attorney and to accept his first acting role, playing none other than himself in in the film Marie. By 1994, Thompson was elected by a landslide to the United States Senate, and in 1996, he was re-elected for a second term. While serving in the Senate, Thompson worked on the Committee on Governmental Affairs, Finance Committee, Intelligence Committee, and National Security Working Group, to just name a few. At the end of his second term, Thompson made a surprise decision to leave the Senate and pursue his other passion, acting. He accepted the coveted role as New York District Attorney on the long-running television series Law & Order. But by 2007, the call to return to public service could no longer be quashed, and Thompson entered the race for the presidency of the United States, a race he withdrew from in early 2008, and that's something we'll hear a little more about later in the program. Today, Thompson continues to play an active role in politics while appearing regularly in film and television. I also want to add that Mr. Thompson is a prolific blogger and has one of the most active conservative websites on the Internet. It's my pleasure to Welcome to the program today, straight-talking former Senator, Mr. Fred Thompson. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Thompson. Well, thank you very much for having me with you. Now, I read somewhere that you have been credited with coming up with Senator Baker's unforgettable line during the Watergate investigation. What did the president know and when did he know it? And it strikes me as ironic that this is the same question we're now asking some 40 years later when it comes to the overreach by the IRS, the tragedy in Benghazi and other controversies that we're only beginning to scratch the surface of. So I wanted to open the program today by asking you whether the Oval Office today is any more transparent than it may have been four decades ago when you were minority counsel to the Senate Watergate Committee. Well, first of all, um, let me um, once again try to set the record straight. This is quite a commentary, I guess, on modern technology more than anything else. (laughs) There is absolutely no truth to that statement. You're right. It's been said many, many times. Uh, that I was the one who gave uh, that idea to Senator Baker. 
no part of that is accurate. And <laughs> but once it's said, it's said forever. And uh, so uh, we're everyone still has credited you with that line. Yes, Poor Mr. Baker. Anybody asks me, and sometimes when they don't, I I, mm-hmm. I, I set the record straight. This, you know, it's vintage Howard Baker. Anybody that knows him, and 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 some a phrase like that, a question <clears throat> like that, he was uh, he was trying to get to the. Uh, uh, to the uh, essence of it. That's what was on everybody's mind. And uh, Well, I'm not surprised at all that you would come forward with the amount of, you know, the degree of credibility and honesty that you're known for. I'm not surprised at all that you would come forward. Uh, <laughs> you know, but once something, as you say, once something becomes folklore, uh, there's just no stopping it. I think it. you might be stuck with that line, Mr. Thompson. That is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fine. There's, there's, there's plenty of things that uh, I'm credited for that I'm not not so proud of. <laughs> and you can't make those go away either. <laughs> but I can't make those, and, and I just have given up uh, worrying about it. But uh, in, in all seriousness, it, 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 it got to the essence of that, and and uh, it, it has um, become um, a phrase that... Uh, so are we asking that same question today? Because yeah. it seems to me that the only thing that we should be driving at relative to the IRS scandal, Benghazi, any of these issues that are on the table right now, is what did the president know and when did he know it? it, it, it I think well, that just it, sums it, it up, doesn't it? It's, it's not. Uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it is an important consideration, but no, it's... it's, it's uh, it's not the whole story, and and most of these um, most of these things, most of these inquiries uh, are are complex, are multifaceted. There's there's uh, uh, blame to be lodged in a lot of different uh, places, and uh, uh, it it's it's kind of uh, complex sometimes as to you know what what constitutes knowledge. And and does it is it specifically uh, something that that you and I would consider to be knowledge, or what about the idea that um, the president is responsible for what his key underlings do, especially when it's obvious that uh, you know can can someone not rid me of this meddlesome priest? Uh, you know, and and that's significant too. So there's a lot of aspects to that, but people want to cut to it, and 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 that's kind of a of a pet peeve of mine nowadays. Having been through several of these investigations, both as a as a lawyer and and Watergate on up, and and then you know when I served in the in the Senate, we looked at the the campaign finance issues and things of. Uh, of that nature, there's there's a lot of aspects to it. How is our system working? Uh, is it a matter of just a, a, a handful of people, or a person, or even a president uh, doing something uh, uh, bad, which uh, is is always going to to happen? You know, uh, power. Uh, seems to uh, breed corruption uh, after a while, or is it something that's uh, systemic? Uh, you know, in the in the nature of of our government. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important, but it's certainly not the the only important question. And <clears throat> with regard to to what we're facing now, um, I, I think um, I, I think it's it's pretty clear that the administration's in the process of trying to cover up um, several uh, scandals. I think that what happened in Benghazi is uh, is is outrageous and to me the most uh, serious one of them uh, because of loss of life and because of the extent to which the administration went to deceive uh, the American people. It, it's not that important to me is specifically what the president knew although you'll notice that uh, we we uh, we don't know where he was uh, when Benghazi was taking place uh, whether he was in the situation room whether he was even on the premises who all he talked to uh, things of that nature the press doesn't seem to be terribly interested uh, uh, in that, uh, with regard to, to Barack Obama, mm-hmm. but uh, what about what about uh, Hillary Clinton and her responsibilities directly with regard to those uh, embassies? What about the military uh, that was on the scene? 
both in Washington D.C. and and in the theater out there. Mm-hmm. What about well, we have you? to uh, we have to take a short commercial break. But when we come back, I'd like to continue talking about Benghazi because I have a question about all the Americans that got out of the embassy and where are they now and why are they not being interviewed and where is the media been relative to asking them their opinion about American response. So uh, we'll talk about that when we come back on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Costa Report. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Nolan, Hammerley, Etienne, and Haas. Experienced attorneys providing professional legal services to the Central Coast for 85 years. Hello, this is attorney Stephen Wagner with your Legal Minute. Have you ever said to yourself there ought to be a law for that? Well, often there is. In this segment, I will address the issue of social media and hiring practices, and specifically the potential employer's right to snoop around in social media networks to gather information about the potential employee. From the employer's perspective, social networking sites must seem like a treasure trove or petri dish, overflowing with valuable information. The hot-button legal issue that has arisen recently relates to the employer's request, or worse yet, demand, for the candidate's password and or username. It is this conduct by the employer that has sparked outcry and controversy based on privacy rights, and this has led to legislation and the enactment of laws that now prohibit employers from making such demands or requests. Such is the case in California and several other states. It would now seem that the lid has been placed back on the Petri dish. However, it is important to note that employers still have a right to access all public information. That is, anything the potential or current employee chooses to share, publish, or make public. In other words, these laws do not protect job seekers from their own stupidity or indiscretions that they decide to gloat about by publishing their escapades on the World Wide Web. So it seems that discretion is still the better part of valor. This is Stephen Wagner, and that's your Legal Minute. Brought to you by Nolan, Hammerley, Etienne, and Haas. Selected in 2013 as one of the top law firms in the United States by Martindale Hubble. Look, the worst part about business travel is worrying about my wife and kids at home alone. My family's safety is my responsibility. That's why I started researching home security. I called the big alarm companies, checked online, even looked at doing it myself. But the best technology for the best price came from Vivint. They even won the Consumer's Digest Best Buy Award. Yes, Vivint gives me a complete security system, but it does even more. Vivint's video technology is unreal. I can see what's going on in my home right from my smartphone, tablet, or computer. I can even lock the doors remotely if my kids forget. Best yet, I got Vivint's no equipment costs and free install deal. $1,200 worth of camera and security equipment at no charge. Vivint was the easy choice for my family's safety. Take control of your family's safety with Vivint. Order now for up to $1,200 in security equipment at no charge. Just pay as little as $99 for activation. Plus, call now and installation is free. Call 1-800-345-4075. That's 1-800-345-4075. 1-800-345-4075. If you own property, you know how much hard work goes into keeping up with it. Kubota Compact Tractors can help you power through all kinds of spring chores. If you're thinking, I'd love to own a Kubota, but can I afford a Kubota? Think CNN Tractors in Watsonville. At CNN, Kubota quality pays for a lot less than you might think. For example, the feature-loaded L3200F starts at only $12,995 with a 31.9-horsepower Kubota diesel engine. Nothing wimpy under the hood. The L3200F also features a Category 1 three-point hitch, smooth shuttle transmission, and power steering. All standard and all with the durability and reliability that a Kubota is known for. Kubota's L3200F. Think about it. With so much power, versatility, and quality, you can't afford not to take a look. Check out Kubota at CNN Tractors in Watsonville. Give us your tough jobs. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest is actor, attorney, lobbyist, and former Senator Fred Thompson. And before the break, you were making the point that it's now become clear that there was a great deal of misinformation issued by the administration regarding Benghazi. Uh, Along those lines, um, not long ago, I had an opportunity to talk to uh, Linda Tripp, 
who uh, is the only person I know of who uh, served both Bush and Clinton in the Oval Office corridor. And she made the point that during the entire time that she was uh, serving uh, President Bush and Clinton, that there was never a time that the president is out of touch with the Situation Room. Never. And she really stressed that point. And so uh, to your point earlier, before we took the break, um, there seems to be some confusion about who was in the Situation Room and whether the Secretary of State, whether the president was in touch. What's your feeling about that? Well, my feeling, uh, number one, is that uh, a lot of uh, folks ought to turn in their press credentials. How many press conferences we had? Uh, not many, really, but uh, uh, how, many, how many opportunities, I should say, has the press had uh, to question the president in one form or another uh, about that very thing? Uh, that question has never been put to him. He doesn't have to answer it. Uh, nobody knows. Why isn't it being put to him? Why aren't they just asking well, point blank? It, 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 two, under two administrations, we had two presidents that were never out of touch with the Situation Room. How could you be out of they touch? They had to be dragged kicking and screaming even to cover this thing. The press did. Uh, most of the media did. There's only been a couple of news outlets that's, that's followed this. I mean, th- this this was the most obvious, disgraceful uh, uh, uh uh, mess up that uh, that we have seen, uh, you know, come from our government in in, in decades, mm-hmm. and it's just just a, one of many questions. I mean, the people, the 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 uh, the perpetrators of uh, of these murders, uh, still running around uh, Benghazi. You know, CBS or C- CNN can go over and interview them. You know, but apparently. Uh, uh, we can't, you know, we save our drones for, you know, somebody, uh, you know, in the the wilderness in Yemen or something like that. But these guys uh, apparently have been identified and walking around free. Um, um, our, our FBI was not even allowed in there on the murder scene uh, to uh, to investigate the thing. And news outlets uh, were, were going in there and picking up scraps of paper and diaries and and that uh, sort of thing. I mean, it's just been uh, it's just been uh, disgraceful. And uh, the only answer to that is some kind of decent uh, investigation and inquiry uh, as to what happened. And uh, Congress, uh, the House is trying to do that. Uh, They uh, uh, have a committee, you know, looking at those things. Uh, They may know more than than we do about it. I certainly would expect that they would. And they may eventually get to the bottom of it. I don't know. Everybody wants quick answers and problems solved immediately. It doesn't really happen that way. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But I do think they're making a terrible mistake by not forming a special committee uh, to look into this of people who have expertise in all of the relevant areas who can come together and, and full-time uh, absent, uh, you know, the voting duties that they they have uh, uh, as members of Congress and devote full time to getting to the bottom of this and hire some professional staff uh, to help them and do that, uh, help them do that. I'm, I'm afraid the, the administration is going to waltz them around and they're going to have competing press conferences and go on the Sunday talk shows and call each other names and things like that. And uh, with a little help from their friends in the mass media, they they will wear this thing out, and 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 then it will will fritter away. And there's Congress, you know, what not uh, not wanting to get their hands too dirty for fear it might there might be a backlash. Uh, there are members of Congress who but don't. What kind of backlash could there be? Well, in the media, I mean, the the, the first time that uh, anything that that happens, you know, they tried to put it to bed the other day, uh, the the IRS scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody came up and said, "Well, do you know that the president was directly involved in this?" And no, I don't know anything like that. They said, "Okay, well, that's the end of that." I mean, uh, it's the end of that investigation. Uh, so instead of building it brick by brick, starting at the lower levels and getting your information and and then putting somebody uh, else under oath and having them run the risk of perjury and, and uh, put the pressure on them to tell the truth and work your way up the way an investigation is supposed to be done, uh, it's... Uh, 
it's being done. They've, they've, they're being inundated with all these scandals, and they're trying to handle them all. And committee chairmen don't want to give up their jurisdiction. You know, everybody wants the limelight. Everybody wants to hold the press conferences and and all of that instead of going about it the right way. I'm afraid they'll never get to the bottom of it. And between the power of the White House and their ability and their willingness to do anything uh, and uh, the assistance by a gullible press uh, that's never wanted to get into this uh, for fear of embarrassing Obama, it'll go away. So what you're saying is we don't really have any oversight. No, that, that, that you, you put your finger precisely on point. I, I, I did a little, uh, little piece uh, uh, in my, uh, my blog the other day on that, and my point was that people have uh, decided uh, that, uh, that there's not sufficient oversight with regard to this NSA uh, spying, the collection of, uh, of stuff, uh, you know, the phone records and that sort of right, thing. Right, the metadata. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the metadata issue and all that. I said, guess what? There's no oversight on anything. It's right, not, why single that out? That. It's not right. limited to that. It's it's uh, it's it's with regard to anything. Members of Congress, uh, the Republicans control the House. The Senate, of course, out of the question. They're not going to do anything. But the Republicans do control the House. They have to run uh, for office every two years. Uh, between their co- other committee uh, responsibilities, they're running home on weekends. They're constantly running for re-election. They're constantly uh, raising money. They have uh, they're constantly on all these shows and and uh, and, and and trying to uh, help themselves uh, that way. Uh, they are no match for a determined administration with their resources and their friends in the media. That, that doesn't want to cooperate. Look at Fast and Furious. Look, they caught in uh, caught in direct lies, uh, held the attorney general in uh, in contempt, and you know that's uh, that's the end of that. Well, and, the problem uh, with no oversight is there's no consequence, so you can just run amok and nothing happens. Exactly. I mean, that's that's uh, that's exactly. I mean, our system was set up uh, uh, on the basis of checks and balances. And we we all know that, but but it's not uh, it's it's not be everybody's got to do their role and and do their part, and uh, it's it's gotten so that it's uh, it's not uh, being done. Every uh, every Congress is supposed to pass a thousand bills, or they're not considered to be uh, working hard enough at doing their job. And when the bills are passed, they're too often nowadays uh, a thousand pages. Or they're the renaming a building in Washington, D.C. Yeah, or some, some, <laughs> some waste of time like that. You know, the interstate highway system was created by a bill that was less than 20 pages. Yeah, you bet. Well, we got a tax code that went from 400 pages to 75,000 pages, so I shouldn't be that surprised. seeing that, right? Well, right. Well, we've got to take another commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Fred Thompson about our, our schizophrenic foreign policy. Uh, you're listening to the Costa Report. I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Dole has a bounty of berries ripe for the picking. Fresh berries are not only delicious, but some of the most powerful disease-fighting foods available. Researchers have found that berries have some of the highest antioxidant levels of any fresh fruits. So add a handful or two of your favorite berries to your next meal and enjoy their nutritional benefits and natural sweetness in all of your dishes, from salads to desserts and everything in between. For fresh tips and ideas from Dole's berry experts, visit berries.dole.com. And be sure to check out the pages of mouthwatering recipes. Whether it's a sweet and savory blueberry cranberry chicken salad, or a simple strawberry sorbet, Dole has the perfect berry to inspire your next berrylicious dish. Before you head out onto the open road, head on over to North Bay Ford and test drive a new eco-friendly, fuel-efficient Ford Energy car or truck. Hello, I'm Bobby Robinson. North Bay Ford is your locally owned dealership with low overhead, friendly, small-town values, and great deals on new Ford cars and trucks. 
Here are two kinds of eco-friendly, energy-efficient Fords you can find right now at North Bay Ford. Get turbocharged direct injection performance with EcoBoost smart performance engines in the Ford Taurus, Explorer, Edge, F-150, Escape, Flex, and Fusion. Or get the power of gasoline and the savings of electricity with the new Ford C-Max and Fusion hybrids. Head over to North Bay Ford and test drive a new eco-friendly, fuel-efficient Ford and enjoy the ride of your life. We look forward to meeting you at locally owned North Bay Ford, 1999 Soquel Avenue, Santa Cruz, or on our web at northbayford.com. Research shows it's not just what you put in your body that counts, it's what you put on it as well. Why not use an all-natural, healthy, mineral-based makeup that actually benefits your skin? Once you experience the airiness and flawless coverage of Longevity Mineral Makeup, you will never use anything else. With Longevity, the perception of your complexion will be natural perfection. Animal-friendly mineral makeup at Mary Lou Health. That's M-A-R-I-L-U-Health.com. Or call 855-321-HEALTH. So you finally decided to start taking a vitamin supplement. Those chewables and tablets are fine if you don't mind paying for something that is only absorbed about 4 to 6%. However, a liquid supplement can have a 90% absorption rate if you choose the right one. Longevity offers a wide variety of liquid supplements with a 90% absorption rate or more. Beyond Tangy Tangerine may be the best one ever invented. It starts as a liquid that is freeze-dried like those instant coffees into a crystal. Then all you have to do is add a couple of scoops to water. No refrigeration, no fuss, no mess. Not only do you get a complete multiple vitamin, Beyond Tangy Tangerine also has minerals, and it tastes fantastic. You'll want to drink it all day long. So the next time you reach for a vitamin supplement, reach for Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity. For more information or to order, call Andy or Phyllis Anderson at 888-245-0300. That's 888-245-0300. What's left every Monday from 2 to 4 p.m.? It's Alex Darnell who takes a progressive approach to the stories and issues that affect us all. Alex wants to know what you think as well. If you agree with him, great. If you disagree, even better. Alex invites you to participate. So tune in to What's Left every Monday from 2 to 4 p.m. for Alex Darnell on your Listen and Be Heard radio station, KSCO AM 1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is former Senator Fred Thompson. And before the break, we were talking about how the lack of oversight leads to a lack of consequences. And whether it's the tragedy at Benghazi, the IRS targeting White House enemies, or the Fast and Furious scandal, there seem to be no consequences. So what's the solution? Well, you know, there was uh, there was an old governor back years ago down in the state of Georgia who came in, and they were having prison riots, and they asked him, what are we going to do about these prison riots? And he said... Doggone it, I don't know until we get a little better class of prisoners. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, that's going to be the answer to our problem. Ultimately, there are no magic solutions to any of these uh, things other than the ballot box. Um, you, 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 um, you can't make people, You occasionally you can catch somebody in a very unusual uh, situation um, uh, and and punish them criminally, but uh, that's usually as much of a of a farce as it is uh, uh, the rule of law. I mean, take Scooter Libby for example. Think, think of all the people who have been prosecuted. All the things that have been uh, that have happened in this country. Uh, over the last several years, and think of the only guy that I know who wasn't uh, a spy or, or, or something like that that's been federally criminally uh, uh, prosecuted, uh, and that's Scooter Libby. Uh-huh. So, so that that doesn't that doesn't that's not a that's not an answer. Uh, ultimately, the American people have to decide the kind of governors. Uh, that they want, the kind of leaders that they want, and the kind of uh, of administration they want, both uh, in both branches of government. But but let me ask you something because this is what bothers me about you use the word systemic problems. So let's talk about that for a moment. If the problem is systemic, 
Does it really matter who you plug into it? Yeah, it does. When I when I say st- systemic, I'm 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 thinking mostly in terms of size. Mm-hmm. When a government gets in, and which gets to the problem of lack of oversight, also right. When the government get, gets so big, it becomes unwieldy. Nobody can keep up with it. You still have basically the same number of of, of members of Congress that you've had well for many many years. Um, since the last states were at it, uh, and and the government has expanded tremendously. All these agencies and all these uh, bureaus and all these people to keep up with. Every deputy assistant has got a has got an assistant deputy assistant, and um, it, it goes on and on and on and on. And uh, it it just can't be kept up with. So as long as we keep expanding government. And as long as uh, they're intent on, you know, getting involved in every aspect of our lives, I mean, people talk about lack of privacy now because of the NSA. The NSA is not costing us our privacy. It's it's uh, it's uh, the government as a whole. I mean, there's nothing they don't know about us. I mean, what is it that the IRS does not know uh, about uh, American citizens or anybody that wants to uh, to start a business or or anything, the, the information that that is demanded uh, of the American citizen uh, is is staggering. So, uh, but I think that's really uh, my point. If I mean, yeah. I mean, if the system so is unwieldy, do do then does it matter who you plug into an unwieldy system that can't be managed anymore? Well, you assume that there's nothing that can be done about the system, and that that's the key is to get people who will attack. Uh, that problem, and and, right. and 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 we'll bring it, you know, under some manageable control, and that takes leadership at the top, and uh, it takes leadership from a president of the United States. We now have one who is intent on expanding it uh, as much as it uh, as he as he possibly can, uh, and uh, is, is you know the American people have elected him twice now, yeah. and uh, we're seeing the results of it. And and until we decide that we want a more manageable government that somebody can can uh, can keep up with, that uh, somebody can oversee uh, that uh, where people can be held accountable, um, we're going to see this problem. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm with you there. And it's uh, pretty disturbing. I spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C. on both coasts. And uh, I'm very alarmed, but I'm a little concerned that Pretty much, if you plug in one or two really capable leaders, I think they would they would be eager for their term to be over and return home or into corporate life where they could actually get something done. Well, you know, ask me why I, why I uh, voluntarily left the Senate, uh, right? Because you can't get anything done, and well, and you know, people. Yep, the the right leaders insist on getting things done, and when they can't get something done, they just move on. Well, mine was a little different. I said after I spent eight years up here, it made me long for the realism and sincerity of Hollywood. <laughs> that is very funny. So, listen, I can't let you go uh, without asking you about our foreign policy because that seems to be all over the map, and part of the problems in Benghazi uh, stem from that as well. Uh, I wonder how you feel about this practice of sending American drones into foreign countries without getting any permission. Well, I have mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that uh, if we can, uh, if we can take out, we're in an asymmetric war now, and if we can reach in and touch someone that needs to be touched that way, uh, then uh, that's a good thing. On the other hand, anything that becomes too easy, uh, it, it tends to be overused. And anything that goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are going to be consequences to it that we don't foresee now. Um, 
this administration wants to cut the, the military, cut back on our capabilities, cut down the number of troops, cut down um, our uh, involvement um, anywhere for, for anything so that money can be saved to carry out his social welfare programs. Uh, so that tends to make them want to do what they feel like needs to be done as cheaply as possible and with no um, uh, risk um, to to troops uh, and no troops. Uh, and, and that leads to drones. So I think that they can be used as a, as a part of, um, of um, our, our national security operations, as a part of our foreign policy. But um, I think that uh, when we become uh, when we come to to, to rely on them uh, like that to the extent that 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 we are uh, as uh, as opposed to tough uh, diplomacy, as opposed to a strong military, uh, as opposed to instilling uh, the, the 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 fear. Uh, necessary in the hearts and minds of, uh, of of extremely bad people around the world, that I think there are going to be bad consequences that come from that. What are we going to do? We're not, we're not going to be the only one with drones. That's what. That's my problem. Is is if we're entering uh, foreign soil without permission with the drones, what happens when they have drones and they decide to take out who they perceive as American enemies? Well, I'm not on our I'm soil. Not, I mean, how sure how are we going to deal with that? I'm not sure it's being done without permission. Uh, to start with, the the the, the people the the, the people uh, in Yemen and Pakistan and and these various other places have to, for the sake of their own uh, political situation, have to uh, complain about it. But my guess is that none of this is being done without uh, without at least the acquiescence of leadership in the countries where it's being done. But that's just part of the. Uh, that's just a part of the problem. It, it's you know to get to your point. There's nothing that's going to be that's going to keep them from doing it. But on the other hand, there's nothing that keeps them from doing it now. If we if we right. if we never used a drone, they would be just as avidly out there trying to develop weapons of mass destruction uh, to use on us. Yes, that's right. Well, we have to take our last break, so stay right where you are. We'll be right back with our guest Fred Thompson. You're listening to the Costa Report. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars. Now, there's a number of ways you can taste wines at the tasting room. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we currently have nine different wines on our tasting menu, and we really want it to be an experience where you get to taste the wine that you want to taste. So if you want to taste Pinot, you can really focus your flight around that. If you wanted to focus on the bubbles, we have three different sparklings that will allow you to build your flight that way. Or if you came in and you just wanted to taste one wine, we would uh, have it set up for you to be able to do that as well. Now, what's a flight? A flight is basically a combination of small tastes of different wines. If you wanted to taste all of our different Chardonnays, you could taste the 2007 Chardonnay, the 2008, and the 2009, and we would line you up with an individual taste of each of them. Thank you for being with us again, Scott. Thank you, Rebecca. If you listen to the news today, you might come away with the impression that our biggest challenges are political and economic. But if this were true, then countries which have different political and economic systems would be facing different problems. But they aren't. Every government and every nation is struggling with job creation, debt, immigration, climate change, terrorism, health care, energy, and wild swings in financial markets. So something else must be going on. That's why I'm inviting you to get a copy of The Watchman's Rattle, a book which shows how the Roman, Mayan, and Khmer empires once faced similar challenges and what we can do to avoid their fate. Visit RebeccaCosta.com today and get a copy of The Watchman's Rattle, because once you do, you'll never look at the world the same way.
With new economic policies in place and the financial future hard to predict, where do we go from here? I'm Bill Wattenberg, and I'd like you to join me with financial advisor Pat Vitucci at a special financial and insurance presentation on Thursday, August 22nd in Monterey at the Hyatt Regency, 7 p.m. in the evening. How are you affected by new tax laws and stock market trends? What factors could hurt investment performance? And what investment mistakes should you avoid? And can you protect your assets and still live comfortably? Join me, Bill Wattenberg, and Pat Vitucci. That's Thursday, August 22nd in Monterey at the Hyatt Regency, 7 p.m. in the evening. Absolutely no cost, no obligation. Be sure to call to reserve seats at 800-472-8305 or check don'tinvestandforget.com. Security and advisory services offered through NPC, member FINRA and SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Fatucci Associates Insurance Services and NPC are separate and unrelated. A representative may contact you after the seminar. Pat Fatucci, California License, 0758212. Bill Wattenberg is not an NPC representative. Don't miss Lengths That Stink with Hellbard every Wednesday at 7.15 a.m. on Good Morning Monterey Bay. Baby bangs. <laughs> oh, these are all in the news. Well, yeah, you know, babies are, a lot of babies, especially you white babies, are born without hair. What's wrong with you kids? They're, they're born bald. I, when I was born, I actually was born a tuft of hair. And in like two years, legs brought it up. <laughs> like a tadpole. My hair is actually 14 years older than the rest of my body. <laughs> it was like mopping the floors right when you came out. Just up, oh, he's here. I'm clean. I was, I was a kitchen appliance for the first five years. <laughs> Born a kitchen mop and developed into the world's leading authority on how to waste your life surfing the internet. Hellbart and Links That Stink Wednesdays at 7.15 a.m. Good morning, Monterey Bay, Monday through Friday, 69 a.m. on KSCO AM 1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is Fred Thompson. And before the break, we were talking about the reality that if we're sending drones to do our bidding on foreign soil, that we had better prepare for the fact that drones are likely to come our our way one day as well. Um, You mentioned earlier that uh, we secure the permission to enter foreign countries, but But let's take the case of Pakistan, Uh, even though it wasn't drones. We decided not to disclose to a country that we claim is our ally and to just go in there and take out Osama bin Laden. That's uh, to me, that sends such a confusing message. You're our ally, but we're not going to tell you that we're coming into your country to take out one of our greatest enemies. Well, because uh, uh, we don't trust them. But they're our ally. I mean, if we don't trust somebody, how can we call them an ally? <laughs> well, uh, that that uh, that that is not as uh, incongruous as it as it seems. Um, allies spy on one another. Uh, number one and number two, certainly, um, they uh, we know how successful we've been in protecting our vital information. Uh, not very. Uh, and we don't expect other countries would either. There are people in uh, the military there that uh, are, are keeping one foot in the uh, in the other camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that the United States uh, of America has no stick to itiveness anymore. They know that we're not there for the long haul. We they know that we'll be gone, and the bad guys will be there. So uh, it's very likely that. Uh, some people and uh, the higher levels of the of the military there would have uh, would have tipped them off and uh, if 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 you have got a, a known terrorist and admitted killer of americans uh located somewhere it really shouldn't matter but, but could you even imagine for a moment, Mr. Thompson, us going in under the cloak of darkness into the u k without telling them? or into France or Italy. I mean, isn't there a bit of a double standard when it comes to the Middle East? Well, certainly. There's there double, triple, and quadruple standards. Every situation has got to be judged on its own. No, I wouldn't imagine that we would do something like that uh, in uh, in Great Britain or, or France. But uh, Pakistan is not Great Britain or France. 
So I'm, I, you know, I'm really troubled by our foreign policy because I spent a great deal of my life. My father worked for the CIA and I spent a great deal of my life overseas. Mm -hmm. But I happen to enjoy living overseas at a time when America was really perceived as the land of opportunity, the greatest country in the world. Of course, I spent a great deal of my childhood in Japan which was a country that had been devastated by America, but with which General MacArthur went in and he made us heroes. Mm-hmm. The Japanese to this day are some of our greatest allies. Mm-hmm. Even after a war, we just don't seem to, I don't know, I, I asked Chuck Yeager about this, we don't seem to have the right stuff anymore. We don't seem to be able to uh, go into foreign countries and behave with honor and respect and and have that what you call stick to itness these these situations that you mention uh you're certainly right about, but they were after uh, we defeated them as countries yes and it was after we killed millions of them mm-hmm and uh, is that what we have to do? Go in uh, and decisively defeat an enemy well, and then bring them around? Well, yeah, I, I think that um, radical Islam is a, is a totally different thing. They're not a they're not a nation state, uh, for example. Uh, they don't operate on the basis of, of traditionally what people can see, perceive to be in their own self-interest as nation states. The Soviet Union, as bad as it got under uh, under Stalin or, or his successors, uh, were always concerned about uh, what we might do uh, uh, to them in a, in a in a in a conflict. None of that's there anymore. This is this is totally uh, this is totally different, and and our difficulties abroad. I mean, we make mistakes, and I can't justify everything that's being done. But our sure. our, our difficulties abroad right now are not because of the fact that we're going into places and raising uh, raising hell, you know, in Pakistan or something. It, it it's I think our main difficulty is that we're perceived to be weak, and that uh, we will. Um, uh, we will not do what's necessary uh, the, you, 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 to, to protect our, our allies, for example. You see what the Chinese are doing in the Spratly Islands, and uh, they're, they're easing out uh, uh, that way. Uh, goodness knows the Taiwanese have got to be um, very concerned about what would be a better time than to, than to attack Taiwan. And to, and to and to just take that country over than right now in their eyes, mm-hmm. considering our policies and our priorities and the administration that's leading us uh, right now. I, I'm uh, we 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 go into Iraq. That certainly is debatable about uh, um, all of that. But one thing that to me uh, cannot be very debatable is the foolishness of after having gone through all of that. Leave lock, stock, and barrel, and 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 not not try to keep the subsequent takeover of uh, of that country. We're we're getting ready to do the same thing in Afghanistan. He announces a surge simultaneously with a, with an announcement of withdrawal. And uh, it's, that's what I mean about we're so schizophrenic. How can you build any credibility? <laughs> How can anyone ever trust us if we're well, we behaving so erratically? Well, we don't have that anymore. We uh, the uh, Obama went in, you know, with his with his uh, great Middle East uh, um, uh, effort and his speech and and all of that and New Day and so forth. And the United States is. Is thought worse of today than uh, than than uh, during George W. Bush's worst worst time, and it's not because that we've not reached out and tried to to get along with uh, a lot of these people. It's because that uh, their 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 view of the world is uh, so you have to show strength. Uh, you have Islamic, to show strength. Islamic fundamentalism, yeah. and 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 we're considered to be evil, and there's nothing strategically that we can do to make them uh want to uh, to coexist uh, with us unfortunately so it it's it's a totally different deal it's going to require perseverance it's it's going to require stamina and it's going to require strength and and we're exhibiting none of those things now 
Mm-hmm. And as you point out, uh, in Japan, we made the very difficult decision of dropping nuclear weapons. Um, and, you know, right now, a classic case is North Korea. We know they're building weapons, and we know that they've been trading arms with uh, Iran since the 1980s. Oh, sure. Just a matter of time. We can close down Iran's nuclear program, but they've got a relationship with North Korea going back many decades. So I think, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what we do with Iran. It, This is a non-negotiable, it's a non-diplomatically resolvable situation, in my view. Yeah, Um, it's it's right. There are not any any good uh, uh, options. No, there aren't. We're we're becoming, but we're becoming, as we work through all these things, uh, we're becoming less of a player. Uh, and and nobody wants to, to to stay out of having troops in all these places any more than I do. Yeah. But when when you absence yourself from from uh, uh, these these places, uh, both uh, um, you know militarily, diplomatically, and every other way, uh, you 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 become uh, uh, you become an afterthought. There's no good solution, for example, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. But but when you have the the leaders of Egypt who won't even return the phone calls of the president of the United States or the <laughs> Secretary of Defense or the Vice President, I mean that's a different dimension. We've we've never been in that position before, I think. And they just give them the back of their hand now. They, you know, you, we send you a few billion dollars. I mean, they've got Saudi money down there that'll replace that in a heartbeat. They don't have to listen to us, and um, you know we can't buy them off anymore. Uh, apparently, so you know we're left with uh, uh, you know nothing, and 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 nobody uh, is is really concerned about what the United States of America thinks. And it would be nice if we could you know just pull the covers over our head and come home and batten down the hatches. But that's not the kind of world we live in. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be uh, to protect ourselves and to protect our sea lanes and protect uh, our uh, our allies. And yeah. freedom around the, around the world, which is going to be the basis for peace if it ever comes. You know, we're going to have to be strong, and we're 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 not we're not moving in that direction. Well, on that note, we are out of time for today. But Mr. Thompson, uh, before we say goodbye, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for making thank time to be much. with us today. I, I I appreciate that. Thank you. Good to be with you. My guest next week is the captain and hero who safely landed an Airbus on the Hudson River and saved all 155 passengers on board. Air Travel Authority Sully Sullenberger will be with us. Now stay tuned for the second hour of the Costa Report when we hear what you think about our conversation with Fred Thompson. Is Thompson right? Is he wrong? You decide. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.